Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Hey, welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and welcome back, or welcome if you're a first-time listener. Uh, we've got uh, some some news coming out and uh, some changes going on out there. Uh, we're still doing a little bit of market rotation, but uh, you know we'll get in, uh, into that in a second. I just wanted to say thank you guys for uh, tuning in and continuing to like and uh, share the podcast. It definitely does help, and uh, you know I thank you guys for being here. But uh, so yesterday, Friday, we had uh, inflation numbers come out. Um, there was talks of it, you know, being a bit higher than what they had anticipated. Some people were calling for inflation uh, year over year on that CPI, the uh, the Consumer Product Index, to be even over 7%. Uh, the estimate was 6.8%, and it actually came in at 6.8%. So we had a pretty uh, quiet day on the market as far as Friday is concerned. Uh, you know, we had three green days, Monday through Wednesday, a little bit of a sell-off on Thursday. And, uh, you know, for me, I was I was positive on uh, Friday. Uh, but, you know, we, we have seen still the, uh, the NASDAQ not really take off as well. The, the Dow has been doing a bit better uh, in the near term. Um, overall the, for the year, the NASDAQ is still way up, uh, you know, about 20% on the year. The Dow is only about, uh, 10, I believe. And, uh, you know, but we are seeing more of those stocks in the Dow, uh, rising right now, as we see people kind of look for that flight to safety. They're, they're looking for uh, safer plays because growth stocks have been getting beat down so bad. Uh, you know, so we still see some, some values in some of the growth stocks, uh, a, Fair amount of them have rebounded to some extent, but then when we look at the uh, the stocks that still are not making a profit or not uh, earnings positive, those are still hurting. So all the all the stocks, all the companies that are pre revenue or uh, losing revenue on on everything that they sell right now because they're investing so heavily into their operations to get their their companies off the ground, those stocks are still uh, hurting as you know the the rates are talked about being hiked up. Uh, that could happen sooner than later. Uh, a bunch of different things that have caused those to be a little bit out of favor. Uh, you know, it, like I said, there's a lot of stocks that I, I was looking to buy and did buy, you know, early Monday morning uh, on that dip. And, uh, you know, then I got three days of, of growth uh, pretty much right off the bat on a lot of those names. So that was definitely good to see. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're going through that that piece of rotation where it's, it's definitely hard to... Uh, to look every day, even though, you know, I do. And I know if you, some people say if you're not investing or you're not looking to buy or sell anything, uh, you know, just don't pay attention to it. And as I've said before, that's not necessarily my angle on it. I like to know where everything's going and uh, have that plan ready for either when I have cash or just to know what's going on uh, to be able to make those moves as I see fit. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't do as much buying or, or selling, or either if you're just in an ETF and you're funding that monthly, uh, I could, I could maybe make that argument there for not, you know, checking every day and just kind of buying when, uh, when you have your money. 
but like I said, that that's not me. I, I do keep an eye on it. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking and always making moves. But uh, yeah, so the growth is kind of coming back on some of those names. We, we did see uh, Lucid have a big sell-off. Uh, that one was trying to fight back on Friday, but uh, you know it is still way down from, from where it was. But uh, I think they did go up a, a too far, too fast. And, you know, we, we got a little bit of a correction after some of that SEC investigation and the a little bit of the unknowns that come with that. Uh, we did have Broadcom, AVGO, uh, come out with their earnings and they were a beat. They raised guidance. They raised their uh, dividend from uh, a 14% increase on their dividend. So that definitely uh, got people interested on Friday also. Uh, people were taking note, and they're also doing a, uh, a further buyback program on their shares. Uh, so this one is going to be uh, paying you 2.81%, a quarterly dividend of $4.10 currently. So that one is going to be paying you about $16.40 uh, per year to hold the share. Uh, granted, the shares are $631 as I'm recording this. And, uh, you know, the PE is quite high right now at 38 times, but, uh, you know, the chip stocks have had their run. They are doing well. And, uh, you know, no one really sees that demand dying off too quick. So those have been, uh, moving forward. Uh, you know, I talked about buying this one, uh, early on in the pandemic, uh, I had added on to this position down around 200. And now that it's at 630. Uh, I am not selling. I'm holding on to this one. It's treated me well. And, uh, you know, they keep increasing that dividend. And, you know, the buyback will should further help the, the share price as well. Because as the company holds more shares, there's less in circulation. Uh, so that means a, a generally more value for the people that want it. So the, the share price should go up on that news. Um, so, yeah, that, that one did well. Uh, we've still got a, a bit of a sell-off in the crypto space. Uh, you know, like I had said, the uh, Bitcoin had fallen below that, that channel that it had been trading in, uh, currently down at 48.7 and Ethereum still in the channel right now on the, on the low side at 4,036. It's been trading in between 39.50 and 44.50. And right now I'm just kind of holding onto those positions there. Uh, M watching Cardano. That one's been getting beat fairly heavily. And, uh, you know, we're down at $1.30. Uh, I think a lot of the hype has dried up in that one. Uh, looking at some of the analytics online, you see that the comments and the uh, the chatter on some of the different forums and uh, the Reddit crowd has uh, not been bringing this one up as much. Uh, so I think a lot of that, uh, the proof of stake uh, has really was really the big uh, catalyst for it. And the Alonzo hard fork was a catalyst for it. And that had run the price up so hard. Uh, and now we're, we're waiting for those changes to really be implemented and some different projects to start on the network. Uh, this is one that I really would like to, to add some more on. I uh, have been doing a little bit of buying there, just a little bit of nibbles here and there, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, but down at $1.30, I still think this one has has a lot of room, a lot of upside. Uh, you know, like we've said before, the uh, crypto markets, it's, it's hard to judge as to where they're going. It's really based on the product or the projects and the things that they are able to do on the network. And uh, I still see Cardano as being a, a solid 
play, a solid platform, and really a contender. But uh, we will see. And that's, uh, you know, like I said, just my uh, my opinion on that one. We did have uh, the crypto companies or businesses go down to Washington and uh, say, you know, you know, go ahead and regulate us. But don't make, uh, you know, don't shoehorn us into other regulations that have been out there forever. We're a new asset and we hope to be treated like one. Uh, so that got a little bit of news out there. Also, uh, one of the biggest things I saw on uh, on that conference was that uh, the the stable coins USDC uh, and I believe it might have might have been Tezos. I'm not sure the second one I know, but USDC uh, Tether was not there. I'm pretty certain, but uh, they had said that they are in fact backed one to one from you know for each coin they have a dollar of backing which was definitely great news to see uh, that they are financially backed. And for each coin, they, they have that capital in reserves to pay uh, and do exchanges and things like that. So that is definitely good to see that they have the capital on hand. Uh, because, you know, even with banks, when, you know, if you and I were to go to the bank and make a deposit of, say, $100, they have to keep 10% in reserves, but then they can go and lend out up to 90% of that money. Uh, so, you know, you put the hundred in, they keep 10 in reserve, they, they lend 90 out and that keeps going. So, you know, then the next one's 81 and they just keep lending out more money. Um, they don't always necessarily have it in, in reserves. So it's not always backed one-to-one. Uh, and that was a lot of the, the financial crisis, uh, from the housing, uh, bust back in, uh, 08. So a lot of things have changed. There's a lot of regulation. I mean, banking is one of the most heavily regulated industries in the country. And there's a lot of different things that go on there. And I'm not going to pretend to know all of it. But, uh, you know, when when you do put a dollar in, a dollar doesn't stay at the bank. That's just not how it works. So I mean, obviously, that's how they're, they're making their money on lending out other, other money. But uh, if uh, the crypto space is backed one-to-one, it does show that they are you know, a, a little bit more legit than a lot of people had thought. And uh, hopefully it does, you know, go into uh, some better regulation on the crypto industry, possibly um, an actual government-backed stablecoin so we can use it as cash, uh, you know, to transact online and, uh, and you know, take, take advantage of all the different things that are coming out of the crypto space for uh for the whole country so it's not just the the people that are in crypto it'll soon be a a better way to to move money and transfer things as well uh so we'll see what happens there i'm i'm you know looking forward to hearing more out of what's going on and uh but for right now it's definitely good to uh get invested in some of these coins and like i said i'm I'm still bullish on ethereum that's uh that's my number one play probably about 40 percent of my crypto is in ethereum uh, maybe 20% in Bitcoin. And then, you know, it tapers off with uh, CRO, uh, VeChain, and uh, some some other ones that I've got mixed in there, Polkadot and Matic and, uh, you know, a couple others. But um, yeah, so that that's what I'm seeing out there right now. There's uh, definitely some talk out there and some moves being made. Uh, we will see where it goes. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be trying to keep up to date on it and I'll try to get all that information out to you guys. But, um, so yeah, like I said, the Dow is running higher. 
um, as as investors are looking for that that safety. We, they want the dividend. They want that pretty much guaranteed money. Uh, you know, unless some of these companies cut the dividend, as we've talked, you know, a, a while back now. Uh, some of the stocks are dividend aristocrats or um, kings that have been paying these dividends for uh, consecutively with increases for 25 or 50 years. Some of them, you know, there's other lists that cover some of the ones that have been doing it for 10 or 15 years as well. Uh, but a lot of those stocks are getting pulled up as, uh, you know, people are getting out of growth and rotating back into the, these dividend paying assets. Uh, to get some kind of income and get some kind of uh, growth on their money while these growth stocks are taking a beating. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing some of the PEs on the Dow stocks uh, increase. And we're also seeing that in some of the, the big large cap techs as well. Those, those prices are getting a bit steeper uh, also. So just be careful what you're buying out there. Make sure you're not getting into a, uh, a yield trap. Uh, on some of them, or you're, you're not buying just based off of the share price, you know, all, all different traps that I, I want to try to avoid. Um, I've talked about that in, uh, I think it was, you know, probably in the early twenties episodes about, uh, that dividend trap. Uh, when you're looking for safety, don't just simply look at a high dividend because that can lead to uh, further declines. If that, uh, uh, the price, the share price of the stock goes down, that yield is going to go up. So it's an inverse relationship between the two. One, the, the price is down, yield looks high. Uh, truth be told, it's, uh, it's really just artificial. And uh, as uh, if, if it is a downward falling stock and it keeps going down, the yield's going to look high. And oftentimes that yield will get cut or the, the dividend payment itself will get cut, which is going to hurt your, hurt your yield. Uh, if it's not cut and uh, the share price still falls, you're still going to get burnt because you're you're losing value in the share, even though you're still getting a, uh, a heavier yield um, or it looks like it's a heavier yield. You lock in at that price when you buy. Um, so, yeah, you can still get burnt one way, even if the share, even if the dividend does not get cut, you're losing your share value. Uh, so be aware of that. Try to check your averages on uh your dividend, your uh, your yield, and try to be mindful of the PE. Also, if it's uh, if it's going up and up and up for no reason, and uh, you know you you really can't identify as to why the PE is going so high, it could just be a little bit of sector rotation. People cramming into these stocks to try to get any kind of yield that they can uh, in order to to get that little bit of earnings that they want instead of. Uh, being tied to some of these growth stocks that don't pay any dividend and they're currently getting beat down also. So just be careful that uh, you're not buying into a trap. And, uh, you know, that that's really what I'm trying to point out here is that uh, not not all the time does a, a high dividend uh, a good thing. There are definitely times where it is a trap and you don't want to get uh, pulled into that. And that be one of the only reasons that you're looking to invest in that name. But uh, I will be right back after a short message here. All right, guys, we are back. Um, so a question that I've been getting asked a lot lately is, is it a good time to buy? Is the market uh, too hot? Is, uh, is it too expensive? Am I going to lose all my money if I buy today? Uh, long term, no, I don't think you're going to lose all your money. Is, is there certainly room for some correction in there? Yeah, you, there is some 
some names that could come down. Uh, there, there's definitely those high PE ratios that I've talked about. And when those earnings get pulled a little too high, and then we're up against these hard comps next year, you know, uh, some of these numbers could definitely get pulled down back into their traditional, you know, their, their average kind of numbers uh, and come back down to, to reality a bit. Some of them certainly have changed since the pandemic. A lot of them, I think, have changed forever. Um, you know, some tech names that I don't think we're going to be able to live without and they, they become household, you know, names and verbs that, uh, you know, we, we really have to have, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, like Zoom or, you know, DocuSign or Teladoc. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of those different companies are, are here to stay, but I, I think a lot of them are a bit overvalued. Uh, so that being said, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I would have been buying growth. I haven't been buying dividend stocks as heavily right now. Uh, not to say that I won't add them, but I, I do try to find, uh, stocks that are more traditionally valued on a uh, PE or, you know, the, the outlooks look better for them. They're, they're not up against the t uh, tough comps going forward. And, uh, you know, but, but that being said, I do want to focus a bit on dividend stocks that are going to be uh, kind of cornerstones for your portfolio uh, to keep your portfolio a little bit mo more well diversified and to make sure you're not strictly in growth names. Uh, so for me, is it time to buy? Uh, yeah, it is. There's there's always going to be something that is out there that's worth buying. Um, you know, the whole market doesn't always move up in unison. There's going to be things that go up and other sectors that fall down. Um, you know, so right now, I, I think that uh, a lot of the down names are a bit high as people try to look for safety in those names. Um, but I'm not going to blame you for buying some of them that are, uh, you know, reasonably valued for you and to protect some of your money. Cause I, I think if we do have a downturn, uh, your Dow stocks that are going to pay a dividend are generally going to survive, uh, the storm a lot better than a lot of the growth names. Um, so for that being said, um, like I, I'm buying growth, uh, I've been looking for the opportunities there, but when that, that sector rotation happens and some of these Dow names come down, uh, that's when I'm going to want to buy them. So for, for now, I'm, I'm really focusing on growth, but that's not, not saying that I'm going to neglect dividends or those large, uh, you know, blue chip names that uh, have been around for ages and pay a dividend. And that's ultimately what I want to be in. Uh, when the time comes for me to retire, I want to be able to live off of these dividends. So I want a company that's going to increase that payment over time uh, to one outplace, outpace inflation, uh, and also to pay me to hold on to them. Uh, when you have those dividend stocks, you don't have to sell the shares. Uh, in order to have the income, you can just have those dividends roll right into your account. You can either reinvest them as I'm doing now. Uh, you could take them as cash even before retirement and invest them or spend it, um, you know, just, you know, withdraw the cash to your bank account or uh, invest into something else if you don't want to add to your position in your dividend name. Um, so that's really what I'm looking to do. And now when I'm when I'm looking at these, and uh, should there be a downturn in the economy, um, different names that I see that uh, I think will do well, um, you know, stocks that people are going to need regardless of uh, what's going on in the world. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a run through here. I've got uh, waste management. I've got Walmart, 
Um, then I've got a mixture of medical pharmaceutical stocks, AbbVie, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna. Uh, a couple of those are for obvious reasons, Pfizer. And then uh, utilities, I'm looking at like Duke or Dominion Energy, uh, banks, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, uh, consumer staples, Pepsi, and then uh, defensive stock would be like Lockheed Martin. Uh, so those uh, probably about 10 names right there. Actually, probably more like 12 with some of the different pharmaceuticals are all going to be stocks that people are going to need um, pretty much regardless of what happens in the economy. There, there's always going to be a need for for these names, especially with, uh, you know, the, the food, the uh, waste management, certainly pharmaceuticals right now. That's definitely a, a big cornerstone. Uh, utilities, I mean, they're, they're always going to be around and those companies have been paying an increasing dividend for ages. And I think they're going to continue to do that. Uh, right now, a lot of them are a bit high on the valuation as, as I was saying, but you can certainly look at these names, put them on a watch list. And when they get back down to that traditional value, uh, a lot of them are more closely at, uh, like a 15 times earnings to maybe 20. And then on the banks, you're going to get, uh, you know, probably uh, more down around that 10 PE. And, uh, and those are actually buys right now, as far as I'm concerned, the, the banks are good ones to, to load up on as uh, some of the rates are going to be going up. But uh, when I'm looking at these and say I'm looking at uh, waste management, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, this one is currently at $164. And, uh, you know, I don't want to put any kind of emphasis on the share price. I've, I've said this as well before. I'm, I'm going to probably beat a dead horse on this one. But um, I am not at all concerned about the share price um, when I am buying a stock. I am concerned about the valuation. Uh, the share price really means nothing. Um, sometimes when you when you get down into the penny stock range, anything under $10, $5, $10, uh, there is some cause for concern there. Uh, you definitely got to look into them and see if it's even worth your investment or why they're down that low. Um, but, you know, $164 really doesn't matter. What I'm looking at is the, the earnings per share, the PE, uh, some of the different uh, the numbers out there that uh, we can kind of evaluate these stocks on. And for right now on waste management, that PE of 39.5 is high. Uh, when I'm on E-Trade, I can look at the uh, the earnings and break down the PE on more of an average basis. This one trades down towards uh, like the 30 mark. So this one is high. Um, so if it got back down to that 30-ish price point, I think that would be a much better uh, place to buy. So then if we're looking at a, uh, a PE of 30 and run some math here. 30 and the earnings per share is 4.13. So we're what, 120? Apparently my calculator died. Let me do it on my phone real quick. Um, so 30 times 4.13, 123.9. Uh, will it get back down that, that low? Um, possibly, you know, on a one year, we had a low of 109 and right now we're about a year high at, uh, well, the year high was 168 and we're at 165.10 after hours yesterday. Uh, so, you know, we're up at that uh, that year high. And like I said, a lot of these stocks have gotten pulled up. 
uh, as people look for for some safety. And this one is certainly one that's going to be around uh, for ages. And uh, it's it's a solid company that a lot of people try to crowd into when uh, they're getting out of growth names. So look at that valuation. You want to look at your your earnings per share and then look at your historical P.E. and do that math and see where it would be a good spot to add. Uh, right now, I do think it's a bit high. As I've said, the whole group is high. But uh, if you can get into these names a little bit or a little bit lower or if you really just want to have a little bit of safety, you know, feel free to buy some now and, and spread your money out, spread your buys out and, uh, you know, have some cash left over because I do think this one will drop. Um, in time, I, I certainly do. As always, it, it's going to be higher in, in five years, in my opinion. But um, yeah, for right now, it is a bit high in the short term. That doesn't mean not to buy it. That just means know what you're getting into. Uh, but when you run down the list, all these are um, a good bit overvalued, in my opinion, except for some of the banks. Uh, Lockheed's actually probably on the, the cheaper side right now as well. Um, so yeah, let me take a look at Lockheed 11% upside. The, uh, PE on this one is 15. So that's a, a good spot for me to start looking to buy. And this one got down into the three twenties probably a month ago. Um, so definitely one that has been trending down. Uh, but with some of the different tensions out there, I, I do think that it could, could do better. They did have, uh, uh, some problems with one of their their jets with the vertical takeoff off of a uh, a carrier ship, so that one that did hurt the stock a little bit. And um, yeah, so the uh, the other ones, you know, like I said, the the pharmaceutical. Uh, I've heard talks about people needing to now get a fourth booster for the Omicron variant, and uh, GlaxoSmithKline's apparently got something out that's going to uh, help that. But I do think we're going to be in a you know constant. Uh, revolving door of vaccinations and immunizations going forward. I, I don't think we're ever not going to have a COVID shot. Uh, I think it's just going to be something that's par for the course for um, probably the rest of our time. And whether you're for it or against it, that's, you know, completely your call. Um, you know, but I do think a lot of the people in the world are going to be getting these shots. And I do think that's a, that that will help these uh, these stocks as well, help the companies and you know so for that reason those are always going to be a stock that's going to be doing well and uh you know abv at a 29 times uh pe when i go ahead and look at uh the earnings there this one does trade a bit lower this uh this pe i don't really like the way it does but it does the breakdown here um because the, the averages get all messed up and it says on this chart that it's a lot lower than what it actually is. So I'm not too sure why that is. But um, yeah, so for that one, I mean, the, those stocks are going to be ones that I would certainly buy at a cheaper price. Uh, AbbVie, you're going to get a four and a half percent dividend yield on this one. Uh, quarterly payout of one dollar and forty one cents. So yearly, that's what, two eighty five, five sixty. So yeah, you should be getting uh, $5 and some change off of this one. So that one I, I've been adding uh, since probably about the $70 range. It's it's done well for me. I would probably be looking to add back down in that uh, low one teens type range. If you can get it under 110, that would be a spot where I would be adding. Uh, but yeah, 
definitely take a look at the options out there. Don't be uh, worried about strictly the, the dividend yield. You're looking for quality companies. Uh, and when you're doing that, you, you know, don't, don't worry strictly about the share price either. Uh, cause a thousand dollars in one name is a thousand dollars in another name. And, uh, regardless if that gets you 200 shares or half a share, uh, I'd rather have you have a, a quality company that's going to fit your investment plan than just, uh, going to, to have a bunch of shares that, uh, you know, of something that you might not want or might not be the best thing for you. So if you, if you got a company that really fits where you want to put your money, um, you know, you can do the fractional investing on a, a number of different, uh, brokerages. I know on the Webull, I've got a link in the description. You can do it there. Uh, they're also doing some really good giveaways on Apple stock right now. Uh, just depends on how much you put in. And I, I know there's different chances out there to get more shares. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to buy these fractional shares from Schwab or Fidelity. Uh, E-Trade does not do it. And, um, like M1, you could create a pie of all these names and buy a little bit at a time. Uh, so that's another way to do it. But like I said, don't worry strictly about the dividend yield or the, uh, the price look for the quality, make sure your, your payout ratios on your dividend aren't too high. I look for under about 60, um, anything over 80 is probably getting to the point where you should take concern. Um, unless it is a real estate investment trust, a REIT, uh, those have to pay out more on that, uh, their payout ratio in order to get that designation and, uh, definitely look for quality. You know, I'll, I'll, that'll be my stress point on this one is look for quality names that are going to treat you well long-term. And, uh, I think in five years, you're going to be thankful that you bought them. Uh, so that's what, what I got for you guys in this one. If, uh, you know, if you learn something, please uh, go ahead and share the podcast. And uh, if you want to support the channel, uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can support for as little as 99 cents a month. But uh, thank you guys. And I will catch you in the next one on Thursday. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.